Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Right into it. Sounds good. And then uh, just kind of give you a little rundown. Um, so I record my intro and my outro afterwards. So when we come into the show, I'll just introduce you and then we'll come right into it. Um, you want me to just call you Tex then from Beyond Top Secret? Yeah, Tex. Tex is good. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't really uh, go by my, my government name doing this podcast. And uh, I mean, uh, it's still attached to it, but at the same time, Tex is fine. It streamlines it. You don't have to call me anything or anything like that. Just remember Tex. Exactly. Tex is great. Um, it, it cut out for, for a second. What was that? What were you saying? I just heard Tex when you came back in. Yeah, Tex is great. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need any, like, real-life recognition for any of this. Tex is great. It keeps me in on, and, you know, uh, I go by Tex, the Beyond Top Secret Texan, with the podcast anyway, so it streamlines it. You know, there's no need to, to like, you know, confuse it or add any names to it. So you want me to just call you Tex then? Yeah. Instead of Beyond Top Secret Texan? Yeah, Tex is great. Yeah, Tex is just a shorthand of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't I don't need it to be, like, a like a thing, you know. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, so then I'll just say, like, I'll, I'll say welcome Tex to the show for your second run or something like that. Yeah. And then if you want to kind of start it off, you can just kind of give a quick explanation on who you are just so people have an idea if they didn't listen to the first episode. Absolutely. And everything from there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then uh, at the end, usually at the end of the show, I do words of wisdom, but I don't know if you want to necessarily do it with this topic. That's totally up to you if you want me to leave that out or not. Um, yeah, sure. No, no, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll have something to say by the end of it to kind of like, you know, what, what we kind of go through. Uh, you know, we'll see We'll see how the natural flow and progression of it organically, you know, whatever that creates at the end of it. Really bad. Oh man. Okay. So if I'm cutting out really bad, uh, okay. Let me try this. Because it's on the cell. Yeah, it's on the cell. Screen's frozen. It's silent right now. If you can hear me. Okay. Yeah. This is gonna happen. Um, I think. Let me see. Uh, I didn't intend for it to be this dark. Yeah, I didn't intend for it to be this dark. Let me see if I can get more light. But yeah. Um, it's on the cell phone. The cell phone's doing its best, but if we get any electronic interference, this has been happening with me, and it's 100% because um, the stuff I'm going to be talking about. Yeah, so uh, this is the thing with... Yeah, the camera just cut out, and now the audio's coming through. Yeah, that, see, that's that's the kind of stuff that uh, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I don't have any control over that. I have 5G and unlimited data on my cell plan. Like, it's like the T-Mobile plan. And it's still, it, it like, whenever I give podcasts, whenever I do these talks, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't want to work, you know, because it's outside electronic jamming. Let me try that. If I get off the camera, because you can't even see me anyway, okay, how's that? Hopefully it'll streamline it because it's going to uh, lower the data demand and it'll just be like a phone call. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what I'm actually going to do too, is I'm going to hit record audio only for Riverside. Just for 
Sometimes Otter at least it records local, but it won't be pulling video, and then I'll also record on the roadcaster just in case, but yeah, that should pull a little bit less data if I'm only doing audio on this, and then it should make the connection run a little bit faster. Exactly, and if need be, if this doesn't work through Riverside, uh, hit me up on Instagram and Instagram call, like just not even the video chat, just the call function. I mean, because it's on Instagram servers, that typically is, is flawless. I, I get no problems on that. That's like a, a life hack, I guess. Like, I mean, if for what it is, it's simple and just through Instagram, we're just going to be like, hey, let's record, just do a phone call. Instagram, uh, you know, like, like internet calling is just a pretty, pretty strong signal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm actually going to turn my video off, too, so that it runs a little bit faster on your side. Yeah. And then if it doesn't end up working, we'll try to run it and see how it does. And if it doesn't work, then I'll just call you, like you said, through Instagram, and I'll just run it straight through the roadcaster, so it won't even be on the computer at all. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Exactly. That's how, um, honestly, that's, like, the best podcast I've done, fidelity-wise, like, with the actual connectivity, have been through Instagram. And I think it's because, yeah, through Instagram, it's, like, not, it's, it's through their stuff, right? It's through their their encryption and everything for the chat service so it's like yeah like other apps i know zoom uh you know um duckyard or, or whatever and then this one's riverside they're all kind of flighty you know they have like a on and off again like reputations yeah yeah i was gonna say at least this one i was hoping that if anything cuts out at least it'll record local but mm -hmm. yeah we'll we'll run it and if it has an issue like it did last time where it like cuts out completely then we'll just switch over and then I'll just piece the two different parts of the recording together. We'll just, like, continue the conversation over on Instagram then. Gotcha. No problem. And, you know, like, I'm recording on a uh, separate device. I record analog on a separate device. I just record through my iPad, so it's recording the real-life sounds of uh, you and I speaking uh, currently. So that'll be a backup. And if you need the audio or anything, I can send it over. Perfect. Yeah, I was going to say, because then if this cuts out... At least I have my side recorded on my board, and if you have your side recorded on your board, if there's parts where it cuts out and I can't hear you, at least I can pull it off of your recording and mix it into my recording. Yeah, yeah, and it's because of that, the the corruption of data, et cetera, the corruption of recording when it cuts out, that I record with a separate device because of, you know, I've had this happen before. So Yeah, that's I literally record on uh, Riverside now. I record on the Roadcaster, and I record on another program on my computer, on my editing program, because... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, ever since I started getting into these, like, more dark topics, it's always rampant with technical issues, so I triple record everything, and then my board, at least, it's analog, so it's not actually connected to the computer, so even if the computer's crashed, at least my roadcaster's still recording. Exactly, you guys get it, yeah, you get it. Um, when when people don't understand this, they think it's just because of my connect uh, my Wi-Fi, and I'm like, no, I, I have a great, uh, you know, internet feed, typically. But I am also subject to electronic harassment, you know, targeted individual uh, standard, you know, issue, electronic jamming of devices, spying, hacking, etc. And it's like always interfering with my work whenever I'm recording a podcast, whenever I'm recording any research or writing or doing anything, you know, to make any progress on the subject. Um, you know, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real phenomenon and people need to realize it's not, um, it's not at this stage, uh, a play or paranoia. It's, it's real. It's happening. It's, you know, have a conversation about the NSA on a cell phone in 2023 and they will listen in on it and you can bet your ass they're recording it. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, like, dude, I had 
I had somebody on that was an MK Ultra victim, and same shit. It was constant technical issues, and uh, I've been digging into this whole thing. That I, it's like a long story, but I've been on this like huge rabbit hole, and uh, I've been trying to figure out basically how to open like stargates, and I'm pretty sure I have a pretty good idea. And ever since I've been digging into that shit really hard, I've been having technical issues as far as like even some of my bookmarks and shit disappearing that I started digging into, and just a bunch of weird shit. Uh, yeah, no, no, I've been there, and what's weird as fuck is when you start going online, and you Google something, or find something, and then you, you bookmark it, and go back to it, and it's gone. It's like four or forward, or something, and you know someone intentionally scrubbed it. Uh, then you... Dude, I was looking at missing person cases for this specific area in Kentucky I've been looking into, and all of a sudden now I can't find that web page, and it was a government database page, and when I yeah. try to search it up and find it in the back way I went to it, it won't give me access to it now. Yep, and that's uh, that's something I want to talk about in our second hour when I talk about how the government uh, completely took over the internet and basically employed a system of censorship that is so strong that um, what it does is, uh, believe it or not, the internet is mostly empty, and you could be the only person to have actually gone to a specific website they have indexed and available for searching. Uh, then they they realize someone went there, right? They basically follow you. You're, they follow your IP. And then they're like, oh, you went oh, to the Smithsonian Institute to look up a, like a news article about a fossil or something about giants. Well, let's just take that away. And you led them to it because that's a more efficient way of uh, doing the censorship than, than just going and reviewing everything and, and censoring. They just follow the people that they're... Um, targeting like the targeted individuals and uh yeah go right behind you and just disappear everything that's that they can uh, people who look up things on google maps experience this things will be censored Dude, i was after. literally about to say my google maps i've been booking marking specific spots and i've been connecting this like triangle period this yep. triangle point that's in the middle of kentucky and every single day i go on there i'll take pictures of it and some of my locations will go missing yep exactly someone's someone's uh hijacked your computer hacked it and uh and uh, this is gonna like i'm not a computer savvy person just right out of the way and we can start recording right now and just jump into it because this is all part of the greater thing i want to talk about which is this uh virtual digital uh totalitarian you know reality that we got going on based on uh, the corporate silicon valley like the, the corporate technocrats and this is very cyberpunk fucking 2077 i know but it's happening right now in 2023 that the way that they are censoring the real the internet that they allowed it to exist or was you know was created in the in the past 40 years since it was created you know by the military industrial complex the arpanet um the way they censor it and cut it down is by following people uh by spying on them and then just uh using them because they're already trying to silence those people to, like, you know, show them where this truth is led. And they will do things like bot spam message boards now asking for links to evidence for aliens, for example. And you give them a link to a website that has good evidence on it. And then that website will be attacked, hacked, and then, you know, deleted. Sometimes even by just, like, the, the actual site holders themselves. And uh, this has been going on for a long time, uh, officially since 2016, but say with the purge of GeoCities, uh, for example, 
like a huge amount of the internet was absolutely deleted on purpose intentionally uh, during the times of like the Occupy Wall Street movement and stuff like that. This was specifically to attack the information that was available online. Uh, people, I don't think, even remember uh, just how much real life important information, like we would call fringe or a conspiratorial was freely available online in the 90s and in the early 2000s. And, uh, you know, it's it's very, uh, very dystopian. And it's been dystopian both ways. But they, they used the outlaw nature of the Internet to justify a complete crackdown on freedom of speech and freedom of thought. And uh, this is a, one of those cases where even at the end of it, I'm just going to explain the two sides of it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's evil on both sides. It's just two different kinds of evil. Uh, the devil that, you know, you know is not different than the devil you don't know. And, uh, you know, the enemy of my enemy is not my friend. Um, that's like a kind of uh, thing I want to preamble and before I introduce everything. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I, I I tried to hit record by the way before you started saying all before you started talking, and it uh it was gonna mute you out for a second, so I didn't want to cut it off in the middle of that. So I don't know if you started recording that before you started saying that. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't I've been recording uh, since uh we, we we made contact and all that stuff online. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Cool. Um. So I'm gonna hit record on this side then and make sure everything's rolling. Then we can just hop into it and get rolling on everything. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm ready right now. Yep. And then, uh, sorry, I'm, I, I don't know if I got an answer for me. Do you want me to do words of wisdom at the end, or do you want me to leave that part out? Oh, no, yeah, let's do the words of wisdom. Yep. Okay, cool, for sure. All right, I'm going to hit record, and then we'll start rolling that. No problem. Welcome to the show for the second time, Tex. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Um, I'll introduce myself very quickly because I want to jump in with both feet, like just jump in running uh, with the subject um, about the dark web and my experiences with it. But you can catch me on the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. It is my broadcast uh, coming to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. I bring you conspiracies, UFOs, um military uh conspiracy specifically with uh that angle as well as you know very um very important uncensored topics uh, regarding the world its state and um the powers and principles and you know at play here um thank you for having me back um uh, you know, I think I've introduced myself to check out the first episode. I think that was a pretty good uh, introduction to, you know, who I am as a uh, human being. But this is also going to fulfill the second half of that in a um, more, I guess you would call it, uh, grounded-to-earth, uh, true-crime side of myself. Uh, every man has two sides. Every man is a coin. And that uh, way, you know, you have your, your, your dark side, and this is definitely a dark side, uh, in this 3D straightforward timeline uh, that we call reality. 
this doesn't have anything to do with the secret space program or anything to do with uh, outside powers, but it does have everything to do with evil and um, the effects and corruptions of evil um, staring into the abyss and having the abyss stare back into you. You know, and, and can you hear me right now? Yes, I can. It's already cutting out a little bit. Oh, I'm I'm terribly sorry about that. Yes, for anyone listening uh, in the future to this, if it cuts out, it's because we've already discussed the electronic harassment. We've both been suffering, and no doubt we will be suffering uh, tonight as we discuss this matter. Uh, Shane and I have already discussed this. So, um, to get into it, uh, can you hear me yet? Yes, I yeah, can. It keeps, it's already cutting out like crazy, man. I, I can hear you. I can hear you perfectly. There is, there is no. I keep catching like every couple words. Yeah, I'm, I'm terribly sorry about that. If it's going to be the case, um, I've already made uh, the apology on my side. I'll make it again. Um, I hope you guys can hear it uh, with better fidelity. Um, yeah, but I'm sorry if, if it cuts out to anyone listening to this in the future when it, you know it's released and published. Shane and I have been discussing the electronic harassment that we've both been experiencing from uh, the deep state because we talk about these subjects, um, their war on freedom of thought and the totalitarian control they have on uh, their society. Not only coming from your side. Now, now it's only coming. Broken up. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... it's yeah, like, it's... It's a bitch, but hopefully we get through it. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to take a screenshot of that. Okay, yeah, let's go. It just dropped out for everyone listening on my end. It just dropped out, um, and hope we just connected it with them on, yeah, Instagram chat. Hello, can you hear me? Hold on a second. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we're trying to establish connectivity again between the two uh, studios. Uh, Riverside FM was electronically targeted, and now we're hoping to secure connection through Instagram. So, inquiries of our reality, can you hear me? Inquiries of reality, can you hear me? This always Give reminds me, me of the old Art Bell episodes where they used to hack uh, his radio station for Coast to Coast and, like, shut it down from, like, space and shit. Dude, this thing is, it's, like, not even coming through my board. And it keeps out even on this. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, it, exactly. It's, like, one of those things where it's, like, I don't know, you know, like, what they do and how they jam that shit. This is, like, a government secret of theirs. It's way beyond my pay grade. 
And, like, they can do that shit from, like, vans and stuff. And, like, it's all digital, so this is just, like, a computer keystroke to them. It's child's play. And they, they Silicon Valley gives them all the back doors to all the apps and everything like that. I mean, it's, like, they operate on a whole other level. And that's something I, want, I was going to get into uh, about their, their technocracy. The technocracy they got, man. This, like, if you don't know absolutely how in the internet or computers themselves or smartphones are created and ran from the physical to the software side like you're really operating blind in the real world today like it's like I don't even know that I, I don't know that stuff I'm not a genius but they do and they have the companies that make this stuff that profit from it helping them out because they gain the control you know as well, because they are the government at this point. There is no separation between corporation and state. You know, it's like... It's like, you know, the NSA and Disney are the same people at this point. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I think we're rolling. Can you hear me? Good, yeah. at least on this side? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. All right, yeah, I think I got it rolling now. I think we're all good. I had to, like, back out of the program, come back in, then go into my Bluetooth settings, specifically click on it with Bluetooth, turn off two other Bluetooths. Like, usually it automatically connects to the board, but, yeah, this time it wasn't. I had to, like, go in and, like, fuck all the settings, but I think we're, I think we're rolling now. Sweet. As long as you can hear me. Yeah, yeah I can. be all good, then. Yeah, I can, I can hear you. Back in, then. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's uh, hop back on Riverside or, or continue it on Instagram. Uh, we can just roll it like this. It's working, so I'm just going to let it run as long as we can let it run before we start having more issues again. <laughs> I think that's a wise decision. Okay, so yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, the thing I wanted to talk about was the dark web and its real-life uh, effects. It's absolutely um, toxic and um, evil uh, reality and presence. It was like a cancer that arose during the birth of the Internet but its origins are in the primordial evil of humanity and human nature itself. And I'm not even trying to be dramatic. This is a true crime um, reality, just uh, a 21st century nightmare. Uh, by the time I was able to even enter into knowledge of it and to see it, and it's available in every single person's bedroom uh, on every single mobile device and uh, it can it's constantly lurking in that blue glow uh, in terms of when people discover it and the absolute cor I guess you call it this this like corruption it's just a corruption it's like um, it literally is evil personified because it's knowledge and it's wisdom and it's to see what mankind honestly should not be seen. Uh, it is uh, literally a digitization and a like a viral spread of um, sin and evil and the lowest of all realities, the most bestial and primal. Uh, ancient and like you know just like primeval um, animal like reality of humanity and life on earth and uh, it's it's um, an absolute fucking nightmare 
It really was. But, um, and how much that changes a person inside, like myself, because uh, I can only speak for myself, but I know it affects, because of its sheer reality, what it really was, uh, a window into the collective soul of the world and of the Western world. But it isn't like an isolated thing. This is because it's because it only exists because it allows you to see what already existed. What it was is it allowed people to see what what existed, and uh, what it has led to is the excused totalitarian takeover by corporate technocracies over what was once the greatest tool of mankind for freedom of expression and education and self-enlightenment, the internet, um, back into the military-industrial complex's total control. And by now, it's the military-industrial entertainment complex's total control. And uh, currently, they are driving the internet to death. Uh, They are literally killing the internet, and people are leaving it by the millions. But you know, at the end of the day, I got, I will describe it just for how it is. It's two evils. You know, it's it's the it's two devils fighting over the control of hell. It is uh, the enemy of my enemy is not my friend, and that is um, what the takeaway is at the end of the day for what the dark web truly was and is. It is truth, and the truth is humanity is evil. Humanity is absolutely evil. And the world is evil. And uh, this is uh, something that is found both in the micro and the macro. And the, in the extremely personal, which is what the videos would, would reveal. And in the, you know, absolutely metaphysical, uh, profound meanings that this would entail. That this would imply. Uh, you know, the absolute wrestling of good and evil and temptation in the human soul, addiction to the dark self-destructions, um, prevalent and as, as easily as just clicking a few buttons, opening up a few bookmarks, and physically seeing uh, either a human being being slaughtered in full graphic detail or a visceral, uh, uncensored, graphic uh, suicide uh, or a uh, rape or a you know a video of uh, extreme degeneracy or whatever nihilistic uh, black pill that could be uh, seen um, and how that was the drug that was the drug of the 21st century that no one wants to talk about it's not just pornography it is gore it is this dark web reality that is a fusion of all these things um, as much as it is any one of these things like the whole drive and attraction to it and it's uh, across it's it's international the, the appeal to it is international it's cross classes it's cross, it's cross uh, strata of all society it's cross culture it is a deep primordial uh, Awakening, at least it was, which could, which snowballed into what can only say the, the destruction of Western society. And I, I will hold to that at the end of the day that the reason why we're in the situation we are in right now, which is a way of history repeating itself, uh, I'm fully aware of, 
is because there was uh, such a tidal wave of unchecked digital hedonism um, across, you know, across every single um, digital transmission device from laptop to, to home PC to cell phone. I mean, for most people, don't you feel like it kind of started with websites such as like Rotten.com, things like that, so it also kind of became like a manipulative thing to almost kind of see what people might be into as far as digging into the dark web to kind of get to know somebody's actual like taboos so that you could potentially use it to possibly blackmail that person if you were able to look up the things that they're into or possibly push them into a situation where their taboos are something that could actually happen in front of them and then in turn you'd be able to take photographs of them doing it because you already knew exactly what they'd be into and then again be able to hold it over somebody's head excellent points you're making uh the uh, the strata of reality the history sorry the history of the internet uh, like can be measured in strata with these old websites and when they were popular and how they got defunct. Rotten.com. I don't think Rotten.com was a honeypot website. I do believe that Rotten.com was one of the best examples of early 90s nihilism and the popularity that it had. It had mainstream popularity with millions of people looking on it, myself included, uh, during its heyday. And it was created in 1996, mind you. Created in 1996. Uh, that's, I think, season seven of The Simpsons, if that puts it in any kind of perspective, how, how early it is. I, I was uh, nine years old, right? A very significant year in my life, nine years old. And Rotten.com had come out. And mind you, uh, I am not from an affluent family, nor a very progressive family, nor a progressive society. Uh, South Texas, you know, I, I didn't have a computer in my home until I was in high school. And I graduated high school in 2005. So I didn't have a computer in my house until after 9-11 in terms of, like, societal growing up. So I could only access the Internet at school or at friends' houses, things like that. I had a very traditional Americana uh, upbringing, right? Like, you know, I read books, I drew, things like that. But I know this for a fact because this is the key point. Without any influence, electronically, or just TV, cable TV. It started with cable TV, you could blame. Um, or even then, the the real-life people who were creating Rotten.com were creating it because they were fascinated with this subject matter of misanthropy. Rotten.com was specifically created for misanthropes and talking about the dark rotten underbelly of reality executions serial killers true crime corrupt politicians sex scandals the disgusting uh cancerous like syndromes of maladies and viruses and like you know decay what like just showing rotten bodies for the shock value of it people have fucking fishes in the face and stuff like that like that was a real very popular photo i remember uh from rotten.com but also it wasn't stupid it was like the internet itself way too smart for its own fucking good. And there's a thing called the Rotten Library. And Rotten Library, there's also Rotten History, the Daily Rotten, that came out. And those two things were so significant to my personal education that I accredit the fact that I went to college because of it. They existed. And it was inspiring me to actually learn so much about reality that I was 
literally way, way, way beyond my years. Uh, and this is self-recognition through Rotten.com. So saying Rotten.com is, is merely a honeypot, not necessarily true because that is reality. That is what men and women, not everyone, but most people secretly do want to know and love to see. And this is all because before the internet it was only available on HBO or Showtime or, you know, a porno theater or something. And, like, the old analog ways of finding these black market things like child porn or gore or snuff films, um, they didn't, they weren't accessible unless you were, like, very, very obsessed and you could actually, nav you were street smart or you had connections to organized crime. Um, you know, like, you, you actually had to be kind of a, a criminal, a rarefied criminal, like a true criminal to have, like, you know, uh, child porn, but this existed. This did exist before the internet. And the internet only allowed that to be in everybody's home. What it did was it took the chain off. The one thing that kept people, like I said, the physical analog fact that people didn't kill, like, see, that's, the, that's the thing, though. The internet actually lowered all of these things existing in the real world. So it this, all of this existed before the internet. All of this existed actually way more before the internet to feed the demand that did exist for the physical analog material of the most evil shit you could possibly imagine. Uh, see the Nicolas Cage film 8mm, for example. That's a fucked up film about snuff films. It's got uh, uh, James Gandolfini in it. It's got Nicolas Cage. It's got Joaquin Phoenix. That's a major motion picture. Set, I think it was made in 1998. About at the analog 8mm home snuff film market and industry that existed in L.A. Um, these things were actually very prevalent and very profitable. The internet made it for the masses. It made it for the people. There was no physical way, for example, for me to have found any of this information out if I was to live my life without the internet. And with the, and like I said, the Rotten.com was the beginning of the dark web, but it was in no way uh, as obscure as the videos that it would lead me to and the material that was very mainstream. Bill Clinton and things were giving it attention um, they, in, in Congress, and I mean in the White House, because uh, they were trying to censor it. These were the first days of them trying to censor it. Uh, do I believe they were honeypots? No, but I believe 4chan was, and I believe 4chan is, and I believe that uh, my evolution of the Internet kind of mimics the government uh, involvement of it, and I, I can talk about my life history with having seen it and what it really affected me as, uh, like with some neutrality behind it, but at the same time, there is some, like... <laughs> like, okay, so... Uh, right now, I was listening to the background music to help me think, and the internet is currently turned off. I didn't turn off the internet. The internet router was turned off. Like someone had gone inside my <laughs> my browser and turned off the internet access. Hi, Oive. Right. <laughs> what are you fucking? Uh... I was gonna say kind of funny too. In the middle of you talking, it sounded like somebody was talking over you at a certain point, like a couple minutes back, and it didn't sound like your voice overlapping. It sounded like a different voice. It, this this shit happens. Uh, I mean, like, they can go... See, they really don't like me talking about the corpos, the technocratic corpos. 
And, you know, Choom, this is how it is. It's like cyberpunk. It's, it really is, but this is how, you know, and that's the thing. We, don't, we forget the miracle that the digital age really was. We forget the miracle. Uh, it never was the people's. It never belonged to the people. It belonged to uh, two competing sects of super intellectuals that were hoping to make as much money as possible during the Wild West of this technology. There were the, uh, the Silicon Valley government insiders who were the legacy researchers and engineers for ARPA and DARPA-type internet systems. They studied computers as weaponized systems and for communication value for the Cold War. Then there were the hippies, the hippies who had, uh, you know, these extreme genius level intellects that were creating software and personal PCs and things like that uh, to maintain their freedom of lifestyle and, uh, you know, to pioneer new grounds. I think if you actually, anyone would read the early days of like Silicon Valley and the internet in the 90s, they were very utopian. I think if you watch Hackers, there's a lot to say to that too. Like, just the mentality of these people, the idealism that they had uh, was, was uh, inspiring, you know. But at the same time, they were creeps. They were the misfits. They were the uh, people who intentionally were anarchists or counterculture. If anybody knows that they were products of the hippie movement, the hippies had a very dark sexual side uh, involving child pornography. A lot of these people were... Like, if you actually read about intellectuals, most of them promote pedophilia. Foucault, for example, believed uh, that children as young as infants should be allowed to explore sexuality or be used in exploring sexuality, uh, regardless of their ability to consent. This is Foucault. The great Foucault. That's kind of coming around now, too, with even the aspect of like the whole maps concept. Oh, where yes. It wouldn't be where it is now if it wasn't for the dark web, because people yes. had that tendency Yes. motherfuckers so much and that's the thing like I never I never when I started researching that angle of it this was all prevalent uh, and at the time uh, my focus on it you know I hate these motherfuckers so much it's like not even funny but my focus on it when I first started discovering it was a pure disgust uh, and hatred uh, I entered it through gore uh, I can talk through my own evolution of it uh, but the maps thing has been around in America that's a that's a Dirty, dirty fucking secret in America. When you read about Nambla, when you read about the Delta Files, when you read about the Finder cult, when you read about yeah, that the CIA was encouraging it. When you read about the uh, the the Boys Club of of Nebraska, I believe it was Nebraska, the Boys Club, um, or it, uh, it's it's fucked up. Like the DC gay prostitute brothel um, conspiracies. It makes like the Epstein thing look kind of like tame. Um, like Johnny Gosh case, the disappearance of, say, Paperboys, for example, the string of Paperboy abductions, uh, the, even things like the truth of serial killers. They're, the serial killers are a cover-up for the uh, mafia's very industrialized way of killing young prostitutes who know too much or have gotten used too often, you know, by certain people. 
um, that this, like, say, John Wayne Gacy, for example, really was, wasn't was a serial killer. He was just the owner of a house where people buried bodies of young male prostitutes that had, you know, been used to death and shit like that. And that this is actually, like, a huge conspiracy. And that, yeah, exactly, the people who uh, created the Internet were in on this conspiracy as well, and that 100% the Internet was created to create a way of distributing this stuff because some of the first and earliest files ever shared and distributed online were child pornography. They don't want to tell you that. That's 100% the case. And that people have been using servers such as the NASA server or Pentagon servers. The Pentagon has terabytes of child pornography floating around on it because the internet is not censored through the Pentagon besides through with people from the Pentagon. And stuff like that. This stuff exists indexed as the dark web or the deep web. Um, it, it is fucking untold numbers and volumes of it. Um, and this is just, you know, and I say, I don't even know how to, how to like fully describe how much this is. There are over, I, I think that I'm not even the first one to just repeat this information. There are 360 million, estimated 360 million, uh, individually different child pornography videos floating around online. That's one for every person in the United States. Globally well, created. Like this, Holy shit. But if you think about the 8.1 billion and you think this has been happening online, digitized video has existed since, say, just 2000, since we had online digital cameras that you could videotape something and upload it. And with the smartphones getting the way they are, that it's no longer an issue. Like, yeah, you could say the saving grace was that it took hours to upload even a small clip, like a couple of megabytes in the 2000s for any video. But since 2000, you know, whenever, 2010, 2012, you could upload hours of this within minutes. And not every country is the same. This is completely legal in some countries, like former Soviet countries who are as intelligent as we are. Australia, for example, is a huge hub of uh, child pornography archival and stuff like that. Like, people found just servers in the desert filled with terabytes of this child pornography that were just broadcasting, like, a, uh, remember Torrents? Remember Torrents? Live, live leak, mega upload, stuff like that. Yeah, this was a big part of that era. This was all, like, early 2000s, 2000, I mean, late 2000s, 2010 and stuff like that. You could go on Kazam, you could go on Demonoid, and things like that. And interesting name, by the way, Demonoid. Interesting name. And that was invite-only, and yeah, hell fucking yeah, you could get literally anything you wanted, uh, as long as it was, you know, uploaded by someone else. And while this is how I first started kind of innocently getting into this whole world, um... This is also when, you know, you first find it. You first find uh, the surprise in the game. And I, this was, I was college age, and I'm not an idiot. I've been on Rotten.com, like I said. I've read the articles. I know the internet. I was on Something Awful every day. I was on, you know, 4chan every day. And 4chan back then was very lawless. But, you know, it's it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. Because you feel like you're still sane. Even though it's insanity and anarchy, especially back then in 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, uh, and I was only 18, etc. It feels like you can still 
like you can still be like you know like you're still amidst people like you know you're not you're not alone when you see this so that you can kind of handle it better when you do see weird shit on 4chan right like you can get away from it and then opening up a file and seeing it and then being tempted to look at it for yourself it's fucking shocking it's like finding a head in a box it's like finding a corpse I can only describe the sense of macabre disgust and deep amount of shame and hatred for the world that I experienced not only on that first day of finding these files, but also into the idea that the world was so much more fucked up and evil than it ever could have been. And my personal journey would not only start from these torrent sites in college, but lead through foreign websites, the world of the foreign web, the world that's all of it's collectively dark web. I'm not a computer genius. You know, I know people are going to be listening at home. Uh, yes, Tor. Uh, I had a Linux operating system at the time. It was completely, you know, like I was really into the internet. But if you ask me now, it's like a lifetime ago. You know, you ask me what, how college was, was and it was basically a big blur. You ask me what the Navy experience was, you know, it's a long time ago. You ask me, you know, if a girl had that I was married to and my ex-wife had green or blue eyes, I don't know, a brown, and he's like, like, the details get fuzzy in history. There's so much going on. But, so I can't tell you exactly the links and everything, but I know, like, the Young News Channel, Best Gore, Ogreish, Chaos with, or Chaotic with a K, uh, these sites all hosted these videos. And uh, there was JJ.AM, um, just off the top of my head, and it's, like, seared into my memory these like specific videos and stuff that I had seen um, that were just fucking soul killing. That were just zoophilia is is fucking terrible. These crush videos uh, that exist on the web, um, various amounts of the different genres of child people child porn. People don't understand that there's different genres of child porn, and this is all. I mean, let me get this. Ethically researched, by the way. This is all ethically researched because this is all available for anyone to look up. It doesn't even ask you how fucking old you are before you enter the website. Some of them do. Some of them are like, hey, are you 18? Like, what the fuck does that matter, right? Exactly. Like, that's like, as literally back in the day, that's how much security you needed was, hey, are you 18? And then you could instantly see all these videos or have to log in or something like that. And like you said, maybe that they were tracking for, for the preferences for your IP and stuff. But I don't even think it's that. I think this is a legitimate human interest. This is legit. Like, if you let people just wild, it would look like this. This was the Wild West. This was the medieval days. This was uh, the fucking... This is... It would lead into ISIS. Like, historically, this is before... This is global war on terror. So, before even the... Or this was like... Sorry, this is a 2010. So, we've already gotten the head beheading videos. We're starting to get a lot of war porn. This is during WikiLeaks, when WikiLeaks is about to happen. You know, when, when the idea of the, and the Occupy Wall Street movement and the idea of internet freedom uh, was really getting debated because they ended GeoCities, etc. And they, they only saved one terabyte out of every nine and lost hundreds and hundreds of terabytes of information of private websites, personal websites, etc., uh, that are forever gone online because, you know, fuck it. They, they didn't even have an archival process in play. And the, the, the reality is 
this is a super fucked up world we live in. And once the third world got cell phones, once the third world got digital cameras, all we were seeing was the truth. And, and that's what they were showing on these websites. And, and they evolved uh, throughout the years uh, from very obscure sites that, you know, you could tell which ones were real and they were independent because they were against the system and they were just people who were obsessed and they were enthusiasts for the worst of mankind, for the greatest of all these evils. And, uh, but they wanted them in this video format because it's like this voyeuristic kick. It's like this immortality, uh, or immortalizing of this fact that shouldn't even be, you know, this like abomination of reality. And it's like, there's that side of it. And then, like you said, there started being this creep in of the federal government and deep state CIA, uh, early AI, um, even organized crime etc and they started planting studio shills into uh... are you okay what was that sound yeah oh, yeah sorry that was uh that was my my mouse my mouse went off for a second i had to unplug it plug it back in <laughs> oh yeah, yeah sorry i don't know if you went online no you see and now now it's showing me a sign on my phone uh saying experiencing interruptions question mark as if they're like yeah it, it gets it like are you experiencing interruptions find out why question mark Hey, so, um, yeah, like, and then the federal government started creeping in, and, uh, this shit was like, you know, that was honeypotting. They started taking over Tor. The FBI took over Tor, imprisoned the person in Silk Road. This has happened in, in, in real life, so you can track the history of this, what I'm talking about, like, for yourself. Uh, the dates really don't matter, but this is the evolution of it. The FBI took over Tor. The FBI took over 4chan. Uh, moot selling it basically is the date that that entire freedom of speech angle of 4chan died. 4chan is 100% a government controlled AI bot testing field as well as a data mining network for um, people who are researching psyops and trying to get the pulse on public opinion. The only board that has any real human interaction anymore is Poll and um even then, that's that's like you know a three fourths bot and uh, paid for shill and propagandists and psyop and everything like that. Like real life spies, etc. Use that fucking shit to try to get over like messages and like propaganda points to see how popular they'd be. Um, that's it's it's. Isn't that kind of the standard thing you even see with like legalizing drugs now? It's a, it's a matter of the government set back and let people set things up for them, and then once there's already a business running. Absolutely, and um, the big the big uh, website that they controlled was called LiveLeak. Now I don't know if I'm aging myself, but I don't know if you remember LiveLeak or not. Live, yeah, yeah LiveLeak was 2010s. That was the 2010s vibe. 
of the dark web because it made it mainstream like Rotten.com had made it mainstream uh, 20 years before. Um, you know, it was a, a introduction to the mainstream of the dark reality of the world. Firefights, uh, war porn mostly, but Live Leak during its earliest days had crime and a lot of murder that would qualify itself as snuff film uh, level. Because it really is. It's a real-life snuff film. And the ideas of snuff uh, really need to be expanded upon, too, regardless of the sexuality of it. It is real-life murder. You're watching men and women die uh, through, no matter if they're a Chinese steel worker or a drug dealer uh, getting assassinated in Brazil. Um, you know, and this is a, a big jump forward when it comes to availability. Before this... You know, I will admit that the internet was not popular at all, and only hardcore nerds or children actually cared about the internet. The 90s, 2000s, even the the mid-2000s, really, like, only students and people who needed to use the internet had any real, like, care about the internet for terms of entertainment or fun or anything like that. And I'm talking, like, MySpace era and shit like that. This is a very primitive time of the internet for today's standards. Um, then, like, smartphones hadn't even really been invented yet. So, I mean, the the idea of this, like, this is Blackberry era. Like, uh, being mainstream at all, like, having regular people have access to it. This is the era where LiveLeak created... Like, LiveLeak was shown on mainstream news. They were, they were really a, a fucking... This is a massive psyop, and it was created by the military-industrial complex, uh, specifically to be propagandists in a PSYOP operation to show videos of ISIS and to show videos of military operations to dehumanize people to violence, to numb them to violence, and to increase the fervor and zealous rate, like, like, like to create a rabid feeding frenzy in the international audience that was seeing it across the Middle East, across Europe, across Africa, across South America, and across North America. Um, LiveLeak is the reason why there was so much momentum gained during uh, the ISIS wars, for lack of a better word, word, the Arab Spring, because LiveLeak was able to bring not only the glorification of ISIS fighters, but real life, uh, you know, like it was... Like, without Live Lake, that couldn't exist. That wouldn't have existed. The entire war was filmed from start to finish. Every single gunfight, every single firefight, every single extort, uh, execution of a prisoner, every single, uh, you know, uh, psychological operation, uh, public execution, uh, speech, etc. That was all broadcast straight into everyone's home through a mainstream, legitimized... Uh, newsfeed source that was modeled after YouTube, memetically. You know, the red and white symbolism and everything. This was akin to when Vietnam was, the Vietnam War was broadcast into American homes on live news. That's the level of history repeating itself in terms of how much it fucked up America and fucked up the world. Like when people watched that spy get shot in, North, in South Vietnam during the Tet Offensive, they could watch that Ten times over, a uh, hundred times worse, 
You could watch a 14-year-old boy have his head sawn off with a combat knife and then have it placed in his lap by our allies, moderate rebels. You could see that. You could see suicide bombings. You could see, uh, you know, Assad helicopters dropping barrel bombs onto um, civilian targets of, of rebel-held territories. You could see uh, the aftermath of... Uh, you know, ICBM strikes or Israeli airstrikes on Syria and Damascus. You could see that. You could see the Battle of Mosul. Straight from your couch. You could you could smoke a bong and watch uh, the Battle of Mosul play out in real time. 100% that's a reality that, that does exist, that we are living in now. Um, the fact that it doesn't exist in the Ukrainian conflict is because the Ukrainians are losing. And the uh, Americans in the West has too much invested in the image of the Ukrainian government to actually allow the truth to create the fervor again because it would just be the reverse in effect. They realize that, that the, the opposite is true because it would be demoralizing. And um, th this is 100% the case. That everything... Isn't there like almost less of a push as far as trying to show that kind of stuff if they're amping it up as far as like horror movies and all that kind of stuff goes because now people don't necessarily need to see it through TV in order to get that still. They're seeing it through scary movies and they're seeing it to the absolute extreme that they possibly can in scary movies to the point where they can differentiate it between real and not real and then from there it's just completely just normalized to them where they can watch the most gory videos they possibly can on the internet and it probably still wouldn't compare to the gore that they're able to almost do through horror movies and that weird taboo enjoyable still people get from watching the most decrepit, morbid possible horror movie they possibly can watch. Well, there's the idea of the simulation, which is the horror movie, the art piece of the horror movie. But even now, I think that we're well beyond that, that even a teenager now in modern American society has watched people die in real life, has watched cops kill people through body cams, has watched real ballistics, the impact of bullets into skulls, for example, seen real brains on the sidewalk, uh, heard the gurgulations of death. What, what was once only a reality for serial killers is now the entertainment for teenagers. What was once only the reality for hardcore gangsters and mafiosos is now the entertainment for high schoolers. To, to literally have uh, weapons and to uh, be in the mindset for life and death and to pull to kill a uh, man, a uh, rival, uh, whatever, you know, an enemy, uh, warrior's life, that is your average teen drug dealer in Chicago because of the dark web. But, but that's, like I said, the dark web didn't create any of this. It only allowed the true reality, which had been carefully suppressed through censorship, to come through. A reality that typically is the worst part of humanity, reserved only for uh, war, for total war, the things that are unmentionable in humanity, genocides, um, colonialism, shit like that. I say like the, the dark, like if you read a history book, you, this is nothing new to you. If you have a college education in human humanities and history or cultures, this is nothing new to you. You know, the French killed 45,000 Algiers in one day and May 8th of 1945. That's humanity. 
That's the French. That's the first world nation after World War II, after they were liberated by the Nazis. They decided to turn around and kill 45,000 of their minority citizens in Paris with their police. Because mankind is built on blood and rape. And uh, the distinctions of right and wrong are created only in a healthy society, a society blessed by God, and for lack of a better word, a good society, which America used to at least have the excuse of having, but in reality never had. The internet was only the window to the soul of what America truly was. A nation based on extreme violence, uh, pedophilia, opportunism, um, and, and just as an illusion behind the brutality of real mortal existence. Um, it is. It's like um, every single person, I think, with internet access has engaged in this um, in some way or another. And things like furries... Things like uh, the animal kin rise of movements, the LGBTQ movement, um, BLM, all this stuff like that has arisen through the nonstop broadcasting and the mass media distribution of these, what they would call dark web videos. Videos involving snuff, or which is gore, uh, in any kind of way, uh, either sexualized or, um, you know, real life violence. Uh, because the fake stuff doesn't work. That's the thing. The fake stuff doesn't work. It, I used to be scared of horror movies. I used to be really into horror movies. I, I loved the thrill of them and everything. And after watching the first person uh, actually get killed by a serial killer, uh, actually die, it, 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 you can't go back. It doesn't count. And then, I, of course, I am my own man, and there's a, there's a whole other aspect of that, too, which I don't even want to get into, which involves MKUltra and... Uh, organized crime and the military intelligence complex, etc. But and, and I am not an angel. And in fact, I am very close to a devil, as uh, one can get without being in hell. Um, but I used to be. I did find Christ. And this is where I kind of have to reiterate how ethical this was. Uh, because, yeah, if I, if I actually told the truth, I would be really implicating myself in a lot of shit. But, you know, I have to keep reinforcing the fact that it's ethical. Um, I did... Uh, flirt with an internship in the FBI in 2013 uh, to 2014. I did flirt with with being a member of the FBI hyper forensics uh, group. If I would apply for that program, if any program would be that, and I was so involved in it, and when I was going to the University of New Orleans, that I actually was having dinner at the. FBI director for cyber forensics of the Gulf Coast's house, uh, FBI special agent Goldeen, and his Swedish wife, and their mansion in New Orleans. Um, this is just a part of my life and who I am. But I've also eaten dinner with David Duke, the former head of the KKK. And, you know, I have a very illustrious and weird life. Um, of elites contact in the South and things like that. So this is like absolutely one of those things where I don't think I could have been the man I am having such an acquaintance with both the military, having been through the military and, uh, survived it, you know, thrived in it. And then, you know, flirted with the Illuminati circles that I did and their secret societies and Knights of the golden circles, etc. You know, the people who I actually was involved with back in my, um, darker days 
my, you know, Order of the Nine Angles days. And it's 100% because I was involved with that, that it was uh, a battle between good and evil in my own soul. And I believe that this is a big reason why eventually I converted to Christianity and wholeheartedly gave myself, like, I, I consider that old version of myself dead. Uh, but that happened around 2014 with the FBI internship, and I was taking a very serious interest into doing this professionally, of researching and doing the cyber forensics. And one of the things that I would learn is that, yes, the FBI completely owned the entire Internet. The FBI completely owns the entire fucking Internet. There is nothing you can post or do online the FBI can't trace. And they have a programs that don't even exist in the civilian market. And this is nothing new to anyone who knows anything about hacking. In fact, like I said, I am not even smart about this. I am an idiot, uh, to be honest. I am, I am the dumbest per. I was the dumbest person in that fucking class. I was just the dumbest, like, Aggie you could possibly imagine uh, in that class. Just a Texan. Just a dumb fucking hillbilly. Just a redneck. <laughs> you know, like, just, just someone who fell off the back of a truck. And these people knew their shit. These people could fucking hack your your fucking world apart. They could own you to fucking hell and back. And, like, just get on your device and shit wirelessly. They knew all the different programs and software. They had it all on their shit. Like, these people were just students, and they knew this. And the people who I was, you know, the people who were teaching these courses were fucking, like, wizards. They had written code for these software programs. One of them was called Scalpel. And Scalpel uh, could literally read the files off of a destroyed cell phone or computer. You could physically destroy a computer, like light it on fire, and it could still manage to get uh, as much information as possible from it. Like, this was reality back in 2014, and it was absolutely cyberpunk type shit. You know, like, I've, I've had my stuff hacked from fellow students wirelessly. Just with, like, you know, they just... Boom. And they're like, hey, check it out. I've hacked you. And you're like, damn. Like, you know, like they know all your, they can just dox you and stuff like that. They, it's working within the code. It's working behind what you see online, like the website and the code behind it. Like they can, like it's, that's no joke. It really isn't. The reason why I dropped out of it though, isn't because of any lack of skill or, or like worrying about it. It was because I knew it was corrupting me to a point where I felt like I wanted to either kill myself every day um, and was only living for this as feeling alive, and it was absolutely driving me insane. It was driving me into the darkest, and I, I have a feeling that in 2012 we entered a very dark timeline. I believe that in 2012 we entered into a very evil timeline uh, because CERN uh, had activated, and I believe this was uh, part of its full crescendo, you know, full, its, full th its full, you know, uh, effect and bloom was I was looking at this shit literally almost semi-professionally and was thinking about making it a career of... These are terrible uh, videos, and the ones that they were actually allowing us to see uh, just to get us ready for it. And I guess they were allowing us to see it to get us ready for it. This is how fucked up the FBI is. They're allowing you to see this shit, you know, in rooms and stuff, like, with them. With Daisy's Destruction. I don't know if you ever heard Daisy's Destruction. Watch the videos from the toy box killer. 
after she finished her reports, the next day she ended up committing suicide from watching those videos. Yeah. So it takes a special type of person to actually be able to take this kind of stuff in and not resort to that within a couple days of just watching this type of content. No, absolutely. And we watched that shit. I've, I've heard Charles Parker Ray's entire manifesto, the whole, like, you know, you're waking up right now and I bet you're confused. And no, I, I, that whole shit, I saw the toy box. I know everything that was in it. I know that, do you know he had a union membership for uh, United Cinema, or United Cinema Artists, UCA? Um, yeah, he was he was involved in Hollywood. They found paperwork in the toy box itself uh, implicating him that he was a member of a director's uh, studio in Hollywood. So those films were being broadcast to Hollywood for distribution from a major motion picture studio. Um, I, I have seen real serial killer evidence. I've seen Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, confession video uh, that's fucked up and really puts a spin on things. Uh, everything in his apartment. Um, Program to Kill, for example. I was very, very into that. I read that entire book with by Dave McGinnis. Uh, Dave McGowan, I'm sorry, not Dave McGinnis, but Dave McGowan. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, serial killer videos. Uh, Bob Bardello. Uh, with his photo- uh, photography uh, of torturing men to death, uh, gay men to death by electrocution, etc. Uh, the Candyman killer in Houston, uh, his photos and file evidence, it, that includes everything from putting things in people's urethras and smashing them uh, like glass uh, to... And this, these were little boys. These were, these were runaways in Houston, Texas. And that that hit kind of close to home because you cannot not see the resemblance and shit of people you know you may have known yourself and um, it, and this was like these are just the the serial killer things that people who are into this stuff like this is who the this is the people who join the FBI for this kind of level of shit this is what they're really into so this is not even like this is part of the class this is just what we were talking about and what we would do is watch true crime. And like the realest true crime, like real shit, and like out like encyclopedic knowledge of serial killers and criminals and different kinds of crime and different kinds of uh, motivations and the realities behind it. I was like a real life fucking L by this point in my life, and I was only uh, 26, 27 by twenty fourteen. So I was like a real life L. You know, I was just like like just being killed by the crime of the world but being super fucking into it like I cannot like it was driven by a purpose to have to like involve myself in this because once you see it you cannot let it go and it becomes something that like becomes all that you are you never sleep it fucks up your sleep because every time you close your eyes you're just seeing it and I didn't even know how bad it was I watched some of these videos in front of my parents as kind of a cry for help but just kind of like just be like hey this is what I'm watching you know, and kind of stuff like that, and I would just show them videos of, like, Mexican cartel executions and things like that, and they fucking lost their shit, like, my, I remember my mother throwing up, and my father, like, being like, turn it off, like, he's like, he closed his eyes, he's like, I still see that shit, and like, just was very deeply affected by it, and that was just stuff that you could find on LiveLeak and stuff like that, like I said, like, these were like real serial killer videos, the two men, like the two maniacs, one hammer, the ice pick murders, uh, and then you have the M Lady tapes, stuff like that. And this was researched over a number of years on my own, as well as with this program. Like it's, 
but on my own, on my own, mostly on my own. And like I said, this was all because of the deep obsession and the freedom we had. We had the ability to look this up back then. This didn't, like I said, Tor at the Onion uh, browsers, uh, yes, but I wasn't doing anything illegal. I wasn't downloading anything uh, beyond the obvious, but this, this subject matter is taboo and illegal in itself, you know, but it's not. And that's why it was freely available, because it's not. It's like, you know, it's like one of those things where it's, it's, it's like easier to get than any drug. It's easier to get than anything really, like, prevention, uh, because you don't even have to know anyone. You just have to have a lot of time on your hands and a lot of privacy, because at this point, you're just kind of spending a lot of time by yourself. And, uh, you know, you say, it's just, are you isolated? Do you have a nihilistic tint to want to see the worst possible things? Because, you know, for some reason, this has become your, your obsession with, with evil. And you're like, you're, you're now in your shadow of the life. And like I said, the timelines might have gone pure, pure shadow fucking evil timeline. Uh, so this is just a reflection of a greater metaphysical reality. But this is a window to reality, like... Every sexual thing online involving amateurs, that's because people are having real sex like that every day without it being filmed. Without it being filmed. The filming doesn't inspire the action. The filming is there just because people don't believe... Like People are like, I cannot believe this is happening. I have to film this or else no one else would believe it's happening. And this is because people are just so amazed at the stuff. Like, like I said, the kids, the kids are getting raped without the cameras. The kids are being raped without the cameras. That's just happening. The, the cameras only exist because people are just building an industry and culture around it because it's happening so often. It's like, you know, people surf every day. And, mo and nine out of ten times, they surf without being filmed. But eventually, a, a cameraman will come out there and take a photo of a surfer because, or film a surfer because it is there to be filmed. That, that is something that will inspire the filming. And an industry will build up surf photography, surf magazines, and these are these are people who are entertained by seeing the images of people performing their hobby, their craft, their art, or whatever. Now, the sick, sad world is that those exactly, those murders, the cartels are killing people like that every single day without it being filmed. And there are still tens of thousands of films. And then you look at the statistics, and 300,000 plus people are missing in Mexico because of the cartel wars. So this is happening. This is just reality. You're just seeing what's going on. And, and what I think is happening is that it's not a bad thing. It's not a, it's not a corruption. It's not like that. It's a, it's a, yes, you've lost your innocence, but you're now waking up. And this is, I think, our, as a Western powers, um, initiation into the real world and away from the American dream, the providential naivety of the world that we presume to live in, we presumably were born into, and a dark MK Ultra trauma bonding kind of thing into the reality that we now exist in. Um, like 9-11 type shit, like that was, like it fucked people up subconsciously. Like, this entire thing was meant to fuck people up subconsciously to prepare us for a decade, a century of extreme hardships because what happened before and what always happens will again happen. And it it is... It's better to be prepared even for the absolute worst case scenario than to be innocent 
when that worst case scenario happens. Like, innocence is not a virtue in the real world. And I think the CIA knows this. I know the CIA knows this for a fact. I know this was probably a big part of the plot. Like, they want to create in America the nihilistic, satanic super soldier without having to have them come to them. You know, they want to reach out to the soldier and the future soldier and, and program them in their home. And so that if anything happens, that they have these sleeper agents, a whole nation of, you know, nihilistic uh, fucking psychopaths. I mean, just to make a comment on that, too, I mean, 9-11, when that first originally happened, I remember I was in first grade, so I couldn't have been more than, like, six at the time, and I remember watching the news, and I remember seeing that video of the person jumping off of the towers as one of the sides was open and the second tower was, or the second plane was coming. So, assumably, for a lot of people in my generation and myself, when I was six, that was probably the first solid video that I ever saw of somebody actually dying, and that was right on the news. Yep, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is, it's happened before in other iterations, but those things always were like life altering events like the 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 video of 911 with the jumpers that shit's fine art now like that has they've been made movies on that they've made documentaries on that it's a phenomenon that's been recognized but yet this goes unrecognized this phenomenon no one is talking about the fact that yes you could see um suicide bombers blow themselves up for the last 20 years you could see that you could see you could stop it you could pause it and see every single detail of it safely from your home without the subconscious reality of that that's like uh like i said it's i always bring back the vietnam war because it was like the first major american war that was videoed i I filmed like the buddhists on fire and stuff like that that fucked up a generation too like, that, that whole thing, like, seeing these images, it has an impact. And even if you only see one, the fact that they so mass-distributed all these different varieties of videos, um, and they have names, and they have these things. Like, Daisy's Destruction is a very well-known uh, video of a, of a snuff film involving a very small and young child in the Philippines with a white foreigner named Scully and his mistress, and it's... The merciless cruelty and like the fact that it's so determined and purposely done, it doesn't make it the only crime that ever happened, but it shows you what it would actually seem and look like, which is something no one should ever see. Like, just because it's not the only thing ever happening and we know the world is evil, I, I would say today, even after having seen that, that no one should ever see that. They should get every copy of that film and destroy it. But I know they won't because they use it because it's reality. And the thing with the reality is, even if you want to censor it, it's you're you're not doing it. The you're not getting the God message. You're not getting the message that God is sending you by having created this in such a fucked up way. It's trying to use evil for the purpose of good. And if that is not a wake up call to save your soul, to see that this is the world that we really live in. And that that is the true pain of God, that the idea, this is a spiritual matter, like a metaphysical matter as well, that when you actually see, uh, and I ho- I pray that you actually don't, because I know you're a family man, and I, I pray that no one actually sees these things at home, but uh, 
you can hear law enforcement officials describe this stuff, but to see it, imagine how it really it fucking echoes in my soul, like a fucking scream. And it's like, like to see a child tied up to a table and a grown man take a shit on the child, like like a baby, like a fucking baby, which is something I've seen. To see a video of a man dressed like a dog bite a infant to the point of drawing blood while masturbating. Like, this is the kind of shit... Like, to see uh, men of obvious power and importance frightening a little girl with a large knife by scratching at her, you know, completely in this nude environment, like, like, the sexualized context of fear and sadism, it... It makes it so much more real to know about the Illuminati and the Deep State, Pizzagate and shit. This isn't just words on a fucking blog. This isn't just LARPing. This isn't just conspiracy theorists in a trailer park not knowing what the fuck they're talking about. This is the reality that FBI agents like Ted Gunderson have been trying to tell the public but what no one can understand because good people are handicapped by their own ignorance and innocence when con- when thinking about the actions of evil people like the satanic panic the mcmartin schools etc that existed and was not filmed when they put that on tape you know it is it is like if it like it is the world that we now live in, that those horrors and everything, you can, they're real, and you can see that stuff, you can see it, there are people killing dogs, having sex with animals, like dogs, like raping them, like uh, cats, crushing kittens' heads, uh, throwing them in a river, lighting them on fire for, uh, some audience that exists out there, uh, that's like the idea that people are paid to murder strangers simply just to record it to get the thrill of it um, as a power play um, or that organized criminals thrive in a world of digitized content creation that like of, of murdering their rivals of like yeah like we're gonna kill this guy let's film it and upload it because this is a thing we do nowadays like that is like a thing that has a life of its own, that has a humanity, a soul of its own, that goes beyond the internet. They use the internet as a tool. That is the evil of, in men's hearts. That is the evil that lives, that is Satan. That is, and there is no need to to think Satan is anything but men. Because in this context, that's all that you need, is, is men to behave like men. And commit the evil that is in their hearts and has always been. Uh, men have killed each other with the sword. Men have killed each other with the arrow. Men have killed each other with the knife. Uh, since the first days of society. Since the first days of mankind. And they will do so until the very last days of mankind. And they will film it in virtual reality. Uh, 5000 HK or HD definition or whatever. Uh, if you give them the opportunity to. The more technology you give them, the more they will use it simply to film the truth that they of their lives. And the truth of their lives is this uh, taboo. 
is this. I, I cannot use that word. Because when I use it, it's not to say, oh, it's taboo. No, it's taboo in the, the ultimate verbatim, you know, forbidden sense. Like, you are unclean. Like, if you knew someone did this shit, you wouldn't want to look them look at them. You wouldn't want to be in the same room with them. And, like, uh, there's some... Well, there's, there's a sheriff, for example, in Florida, and he... They busted this Orlando Disney employee, and the Disney employee had hundreds of images of infants, infants, being bound, gagged, and restrained and sexually abused by various men taken at his property, but they have no clue where he got the children, where who these men are, or what ring he belonged into. They just busted him. And one of the questions the sheriff said that the wife asked when they were dragging him away in handcuffs after investigating him and serving the warrant was, did I marry a monster? And it's, yes, ma'am, you did. Because this was a this was an employee at Orlando Disney. And shit like this is... is it, like 300 mil, plus million Americans, if even 1%... Was was actively involved in this shit. It's too many to fucking count to stop or to even express just how busy they could get and how like you know like you're talking. It's just like it's it's just like the rotten reality that we live in. Like and, and to bring it back, yeah, about rotten.com. Rotten.com didn't do anything new. Rotten.com allowed the mainstream to see, like, reality for the first time, I feel. And regardless if everyone wants to preach against it, which is the truth, you should preach against it. You, you absolutely should loathe and hate it. That the fact is that it is something in the deepest... Uh, fundamental reality of our of our society that does make right and wrong is because there's so much wrong that exists and that every single person has that that capacity for self-destruction and for sin and for evil and for uh, for just that much like fucking evil like it's like it's not even that's not like no other word for it just that's good enough right like say evil and, and, yeah, I mean, shit, dude. Just to give you kind of an idea, too, of, like, how much this stuff can be hidden and covered. Uh, I come from Detroit area, and everybody that's kind of familiar with Detroit knows that it's honestly, like, a sex trafficking capital of the United States. One of them, of course. And uh, there was a building that got caught in a burned-out neighborhood in Detroit that had 130-something kids that were in the basement of this place. And they supposedly had, like, passages in different places where they kept them. And who knows what kind of content could have came out of this place. And I saw one news story on it, and I bookmarked it. And then I went back to go find it again because I wanted to talk about it in the show because this was about a year and a half ago. Um, I couldn't find the bookmark anymore. The story was completely scrubbed. Couldn't find anything about it. And uh, there was only two guys that got named in that from the original article that I read. And then, again, I can't go back. I can't find the information. So that's just, just another one. They got hidden. And that was 130-some-odd kids. Who knows how many of these things there are everywhere that are busted all the time or still hidden that people have no idea about. And it could be literally right in the burned-out neighborhood that's 10 minutes from your house. Exactly. No, 100% correct. And that people don't even realize the the, the fact that, like, uh, 
because the numbers have gone down and like overall like reality that that's how America was and has always been. And it's like this fucking night. I say it's it's living and waking nightmare of 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 um, just right in the shadows, like right right at the edge of what you can and cannot see. Like I don't know if you watched the uh, the black phone. Yeah, yeah, I did not too long ago. That was probably like a month or so ago that I watched that. Yeah, like oh, I'm saying, like that's the shit. Like that, like these people are not they're they're your neighbors. They're the people who live in the houses. Just no one goes in and out. I said like there's like fucking shit happening like and that's the thing like when you watch a horror movie like that just to put it in context or the mainstream ability you can just go online and look for the real life stories of it Syria for example massive amounts of human trafficking happening out of Syria um, child brides rape uh, human trafficking into the sex trade look at the Ukraine the Ukraine was specifically known as the number one source of child pornography in the world in the 2000s that's where most of the shit comes from. Yes, uh, actually, immediately once the Ukraine formed as a state, because it, it took it to like the late 90s, that one of the major uh, businesses in the Ukraine was a art studio that took advantage of the fact that the age of consent in the Ukraine is like 14, and they would have very high class, uh, if, if such a thing exists, uh, child pornography shoots, with young, very, you know, very young um, ballerinas, uh, dancers, orphans, women, uh, uh, girls of, like, you know, peasant class, low means and everything for... Because uh, the idea is this. Western ethics in America has existed and was very strong, like conservatism, which made it illegal in the first place for the Bible belt and the people who were super Christian and, and puritanical... Like, there are dry counties, like, alcohol wasn't even cool. This is why, this is the backdrop, the context. But in Europe, especially communist Europe, like, ex-communist Europe, the nihilism, the the the, the apathy, the, the fucking hatred and anger and shame, the, the idea that human life is special does not exist as concepts in some nations. Southeast Asia, for example huge hotbed of uh, sex tourism when it comes to pedophilia and child and sex, which is a lot where this media and content comes from. Um, surprisingly, a lot of places that have this thriving industry, pornography is illegal. Like, like in Malaysia and shit like that. But it's no secret that you can go there and fuck like a nine-year-old girl. Like, it's, it's the idea of the censorship of the media... Uh, I say cannot be, cannot uh, stop the fact that it's in the human heart. It's a it's a crime built like cannibalism into the very fabric of what it means to be human in a mammalian sense. And I hate that as much as I have to say it. Um, this world is evil, and humans are animals, and all animals like are, are like you'd be surprised. A cat will eat its own kittens. Um, incest in animals exists very very often without any shame or context to it. Humanity's in influence of shame and the idea of laws and ethics and taboos in Western society has arisen through spirituality, but not reality, reality. Like, uh, incest, for example, is extremely common in even modern-day America. Like, like fathers and daughters, mothers and sons. Um, I mean, Yeah. Porn hub all the time where it's like, oh, this is my stepmom. Oh, this is brother and sister porn. 
obviously, I mean, that stuff's not real, but it's still pushing people into that whole mindset. And who knows, it might even get to a point where some of that stuff actually is real, but people just think that it's just something that they're set up for the internet. But really, realistically, they're fantasizing about it if they're watching those videos on purpose. Yeah, it, it, that's what it's I'm saying. It's in, the, it's in the mainstream. It's an echo chamber. Uh, for example, um, uh, like it, it's one of those things where it's an echo chamber. Where even though its existence is rare or uncommon, uh, the fact that it exists in the real life uh, produces the desire to see it in the media or to see it in the graphic representation of it, right? So, like, um, simulated rape. Rape exists in the real world. Simulated rape is, like, stuff that you would find on Pornhub, which entices audiences to pursue that to finding the real-life thing or to researching it more and then either doing it or uh, becoming obsessed with it in unhealthy ways. Like, uh, you know... I mean, that stuff, too, if the person never... If the person's a missing person or they're somebody that nobody's looking for and they do these, like, rape videos and then they put them on Pornhub, if there's nobody that reports it as actually being a rape because that person, again, nobody's looking for them and that person specifically is in trafficking and they're not going to be reported... Like, who knows how many of those videos you could be watching if yeah. you're into that weird stuff on Pornhub, and it could honestly be the real thing, and if nobody's reporting it, so nobody knows for sure, but it, it legitimately is the real thing, and they're just posting it up. And then you look at things like serial killer videos. Like, there's a whole industry in serial killer videos specifically about that, like the Homolka tapes. The Homolka tapes, because they would call them Ken and Barbie killers in Canada. They recorded their crimes, and VHS copies of their crimes have been found in Japan. In Japanese movie, uh, movie, uh, you know, lounges and things like that. Like, there's a thriving global international industry that that can that, can, that these videos go for a high dollar. Before the internet existed, this was all a physical analog thing. This is what I'm saying: is that this is like it's like drugs. Like, um, an average person in the suburbs may not have access to hardcore drugs, but the persistence in media. Uh, maybe through pop culture, maybe through music, maybe through movies, will entice that person through life, uh, you know, events for them to pursue on their own these drugs. And then if they once addicted to their drugs, they will start pursuing lifestyles that, like I said, they never should have because of, of this obsession and addiction into things like sex work or into things like a crime, like stealing to feed an addiction, homelessness when a person should have been successful, etc. I think it has um, that kind of effect. It's being used as a drug, and the big tech companies are being drug dealers, and they're pushing it now, um, but keeping, like as I said before, the right drugs uh, for themselves and for their elite cabals. The weird fucking thing about all of this is like Pizzagate and shit. This is when it all started becoming like, fucking mainstream as fuck was Pizzagate. When Pizzagate broke, people became woke and like not even woke in the like not woke in the bad way. Woke is fucking a good way. Like people started realizing what panda eyes symbolized. People started realizing that like fashion companies are like just producing child porn in the form of advertisement. Like we wouldn't have anything what we have today when it comes to reforming this movement. Oh and by the way, um the the effect it had on me uh, personally, nowadays, 2023, I got off the internet completely around 2016. 
I fucking got off completely and quit cold turkey for a number of years. I didn't have any social media. I got off that shit. I, I, I could not get back on it. I had to wean myself on it off it. The only thing I would watch were UFO videos and uh, Bible videos and like holy religious texts and things like that. That was the only thing I'd use the internet for. Like to download copies of like different you know Bibles or Gnostic books, etc. Um, I could not let myself continue down that path. And I had a huge coming to Christ moment around 2015, 2016. Right? And one of the things that was specific about that was the need to get off the internet. The need to get away from that drug. And um, to really rehab and to detox from that shit. And nowadays, 2023, uh, I got back online. Um, I See, I didn't have a social media account until the podcast, until my YouTube channel. And that was just because I wanted to talk about the deep, the, the secret space program stuff and the deep state and like all this stuff, like how it all connected. I became extremely clairvoyant and like, you know, reborn um, instead of just being constantly in the shit and constantly pushing through the abyss. You know, I consider that like being on the bottom of the ocean to finally seeing the sun for the first time and breathing fresh air. That's how different I felt spiritually after detoxing from the web after getting myself clean and fucking facing like that, like the real world, just because it's not exactly. It's like one of those things where yes, it exists, but you can read any history book and you can see the same thing. Read about Kosovo, uh, Serbia and Kosovo, you know, read about Yugoslavia in the late nineties. You can read all about rape, incest, murder, executions, torture, all of it. It's history. That's real life. You don't have to fucking see it is what I'm saying. You don't have to, mainline that shit and fuck you don't have to snort lines of coke every single day you know you don't have to mainline heroin every hour on the hour you know you don't have to see fucking marathon videos of uh these this shit which is like i said you have to fight that fucking new drug and the same thing with porn addiction etc but you know it's even worse than that because it's even it elicits even a more adrenaline response it's not just like, oh, this is naughty. This is like, you feel like, you know, like you're committing a sin. You feel like you sh- you're seeing something that you should not see. You you feel like you're, you know, you're 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 fucking, you're doing something bad even by looking at it, which is how you should feel. Which is why it's illegal. You know, it's why it's illegal. There's no reason why this stuff should be legal. This stuff is ex- extremely. Um, like I said, disturbing content and it's it's does irreparable harm, etc. Like there's no reason why heroin should be legal, no matter if your philosophy is no laws and no drug laws. We all know heroin's bad. Like you know, what I'm like there's no one positive story of doing heroin. Like oh man, it changed my life for the better. Like you're just judging it unfairly. No, it like fucks you up, right? Like these are things that fuck you up. They debilitate you. They cripple you, right? And like watching someone shoot themselves never produces a good result psychologically. Watching no, so it's one of those things just like drugs that you're always looking for the next next thing. So it's like once you watch the most twisted video, then in turn you're subconsciously looking for the next most twisted video, then the next most twisted video, and then eventually you get to a point where you get tired of watching the videos and you want to actually start doing this stuff yourself. And that's kind of the progression that they're intentionally trying to push people towards is that you do have that psychopathic tendency to 
they want to spark it up in you to bring it out in you so then they can profit off of you also contributing to this mass sum of video content on the dark web. Yeah, the destruction of the Western society, basically. It's what it, what it ultimately degenerates to is destruction of Western society. And, like, I can't imagine, like, the real world, like, without it. But at the same time, like, because I can't, because it's so monolithic to how it affected it. Like, okay, imagine all the teen suicides, the epidemic of suicides, the epidemic of drug addiction, like opioid addiction and shit like that. The epidemic of depression, body dysmorphia, um, uh, identity crisis. You got people dressing in full-on fur suits, which started out as an extremely obscure fetish online, participated in only by arguably mentally ill cartoonists, and it has evolved into a socially acceptable mainstream industry of young of youth, which is like the fur suit industry and shit like that, like fur conventions. Like this is not innocent. Like, if you see a girl with cat ears and stuff, know that it, 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 it this is the culmination, the, the normalization of extreme degeneracy. Yeah, like, I mean, the next step after that, assumably, is going into bestiality. And just to make another comment about, like, today's youth in general, uh, I often wonder if when people are getting these uh, gender-changing surgeries, if part of the intention behind that is that there is some kind of like taboo weird market to watch the mutilation of body parts. So I'm assuming, and probably you probably ask anybody that traffics the dark web, there's probably a plethora of these videos out there of these doctors that oh, are yeah. recording each of these surgeries and posting them to make money off of it. And that could be where the big lump sum profit for this whole movement is, is that they're actually intending to make videos off of mutilated body parts, mutilating people's genitalia and uh, just recording it and pretending like it's surgery. And they're getting paid by the person that's getting this done to them. And they're also getting paid by people off the internet to watch this get done to somebody. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely is the case. Uh, and, and not only that, there exist things like, you can't even, like, like it, to describe the actual variety of this stuff, it's almost like there's nothing new under the sun, but it's like you're, it's like if I, it's like if I was making it up. There are industries of people who torture monkeys to death because there are people who hate monkeys. There, there, like, everything that you could possibly imagine exists in terms of an industry. And far as the sex crisis thing, the, the sex identity thing, it's a fetish. 100% I'll never be, uh, be dissuaded otherwise. It is because there is so much desire in the world to see she-males and transsexuals. And there's a perversion and a lust for that. And it's biblical in terms of what it actually represents. You know, like it's a Babylonian thing, right? And a massive amount of hedonism and corruption against God and nature. It is sodomy incarnate. Right, a woman that literally cannot give pregnant and has to fornicate like a man with male genitalia, like it is, it is absolutely the most unnatural thing that human beings can be. Right, by its very definition, unnatural. Right, and that's the point. It goes against nature, and you can argue that nature is the the ultimate, you know, culmination of God. But what is this? It's a, is it punishment? Is it like a, is it like an aberration, a mutation, like our own? Like evil made incarnate, but it's like we reap what we sow type thing, or is this like a demon possession? But it's you know, for whatever reason, the fact is the internet spread tranny porn like fucking wildfire. And uh, there's even a reference in the film Ted 2 
about this shit. Like, where the guy's like, there's no chicks with dicks, there's only dudes with tits. And Mark Wahlberg's like, I got a disease. Like, he has to see it. Like, he can't fucking... He has. He recognizes it almost as a disease in this mainstream film. The need, the lust he has for transsexuals. When it's not... It doesn't even change the character's arc at all. It's just a, a throwaway joke. But that's absolutely the case. And it's because there's such a demand and lust for it that it promotes the behavior of the person getting the sex change in hopes of finding a soulmate or feeling welcome in the process. And it's absolutely artificial. It does not exist without the internet. It only is promoted by the internet, specifically social media and shit like that. But ultimately porn, fundamentally porn, because it's 100% a sexual identity. And unless you're jacking off or coming or masturbating, however you are, uh, to transsexual porn, you have no interest in being transsexual or have no interest in transsexuality itself. But you have to find it erotic at the very fundamental level. You have to find it erotic to even pursue it. And that's fucked up about everything about that. Because, like, like, all this, if, if you're finding it erotic, like, most people who know true crime know that serial killers always say... The only reason they became serial killers is because they found killing erotic. They had orgasms while doing it. It's they completely, literally have you by the balls at that point because now, exactly, like maybe this was a massive psyop just to find the people who are actually getting off on this shit to create an army, literally like an army of fucking perverts and like perverts in a way that now the government has them blackmailed because of their internet activity that they would literally be social pariahs and face incarceration for years for their interests, for their lifestyles. Um, or they can basically be a slave to the deep state, to the corporate technocrats and be rewarded for their service with this shit. The same way as My getting... My question is... I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's, it's the same way as just getting a junkie to be, like, a sex slave, because you have... you If you can provide the drug that they are addicted to, you can then get them to do whatever, with it, regardless of morality or ethics, because that's erased now in pursuit of this addiction. I think the ultimate taboo will always be murder. I think that 
100% will never change. Murder, like, is something beyond the physical. It, like, you know, it literally dooms your soul. And unless you are able to be, unless you're MK Ultra and able to create an alter personality and compartmentalize that, or have absolutely no soul and are a true psychopath, or have a cultural of warriorship that you've been already abused by and informed by, uh, killing forever will be the crime that, you know, once they have you killing somebody on film. Uh, you know, basically, yeah, you have nowhere else to go. Like, they have you. You, like, if blood and I mean, blood I, out. I still feel like there might be a step above that, though. I feel like the, the step above that might be torturing somebody to the point where they wish for death, and then you never actually bring them death. I feel like that's, that, that could, that's almost worse than the actual act of murder itself. That you could know, be. Leaving somebody in that liminal state of wanting death but not giving it to them. You see, that kind of shit is one of those philosophical things where it's like, it's it's hard to even gauge what's worse one or the other. Uh, but like Hillary Clinton, we know for Pizzagate, had the Frazzle Drip scandal and the association with that. And it goes beyond just the idea of like, uh, like Epstein Island. People don't know this, but Epstein was perfectly okay when he was just having sex with young girls. He crossed the line, though, when he started torturing them in a dentist chair and then eating them. And even in the elite societies, that was a step too far. This was this is this has been heavily rumored uh, by internet circles of the investigators, etc. As to uh, it's that's the thing. Like you said, it's not a taboo anymore to engage in what has never been a taboo. There is nothing new under the sun. Men of power have sex with young girls, illegally young girls. Younger the better. Muhammad married a nine-year-old girl. This is this is a song as old as humanity itself. This is a fucked up reality, but a true reality in that. There is no such thing as childhood beyond what we can make for our own children. If you we did not exist, our children would be raised by wolves or would not survive the butchers outside the door. This is a reality. They would be sold to slaves uh, and slavery. If they did survive, they would be far more brutal and, and, and like, like they'd be wolves. They'd be wolves instead of our children and our real loved ones. We are such a good society that we find that unimaginable that we could not provide the best for our children. But there are some societies that they have child soldiers. Children are just things. And they're competition if they're not because they're going to come and grow up and then try to take your shit. Right? So... I mean, isn't that kind of where we're pushing with society now is they're trying to say that your kids don't belong to you, they belong to society. Kids and when the kids belong to society, essentially they can do whatever they want to them and you have no control over your own child and how they're raised and how they grow up and yeah. things that they're exposed to. Yeah, to the state. And see, but this is how it's always been. Like, um, like you could have been a soldier at the age of 14. You know, you could have been uh, a sex worker. And if and by the grace of God, you know, you're chosen into your body. But these are realities that people have to survive. Uh, you could be a war orphan and a refugee and, you know, sold into a brothel in Syria uh, because ISIS attacked your village and you're a Yazidi Christian and, you know, you live in a predominantly Muslim society so they don't even recognize you as a real human being because you're a Christian. Like, these are realities. That's what I'm saying. Like, this didn't really... This, this doesn't exist outside... This exists outside the internet. The internet is only showing you the reality of it. But this would be the case in America as well. And America is not special beyond the fact that 
sometimes it is because good people exist more in America than others, but it's a, still a place just like that. In Chicago, in New York City, in L.A., uh, it's as real as any third world country. It's as real as Liberia. It's as real as Somalia. It's as real as fucking the Philippines or, you know, Thailand or anything like that. Like, if you were a teenage runaway in L.A. and say you're 16 years old and a woman, you are going to be victimized. Like, there is there is no mercy to be found on those streets. You're either going to go undercover and try to get away without people noticing you, or the more people notice you, the more they're going to get. They're going to try to get you. And it, none of it's going to be good. It's only a matter of how much dignity you can preserve and how uh, much you can save, you know, before the, eventually they just, you know, devour you and eat you alive. And this is the case of America in 2023 like it's Great Depression 2.0 and it's about to be even worse I think history repeats itself I think the phenomenon isn't even an overarching moral to it yeah I mean even to the point where uh, during the Great Depression you had people you cut out there oh you cut out there oh no you cut out Oh. Oh no, he cut out. Nah. As soon as we were talking about the Great Depression 2.0 and the reality of it, yep, the ethical lawlessness, the anarchy of the Great Depression. Cut out. I'll try to get him back on. But other than that, I think it was a great call. We'll call him back, and we'll try to get this connected back again. We're already approaching the two-hour mark. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you good. All right. Got yeah, back the call ended from your side, so I think it, it kicked us both out. Yeah, see, as soon as we're talking about trying to make some progress in on this subject, they start listening in. They're just, like, booting us both. They don't want us to talk about this because this is, like, real shit. This is the stuff that people don't want to talk about but really, really matters. Like, look at the Hunter Biden thing. Like oh, Hunter, I was even gonna make a connection in with Hunter Biden too. That I keep, I I got this video that people keep sending me, and I'm trying not to watch it, but supposedly it's of Biden using a rape tree, assumably somewhere in the Ukraine. And as everybody knows, with all those weird comments, Biden's been to younger women for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my God, you cut out again. Hello. Oh, he cut out again. Yeah, we'll try to get this resolved. Now, when I do the video, um, okay, yeah, we'll do we'll do the phone call inside the video. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you're coming now. Yeah, they, they oh, kicked no. us off again. They kicked us off again. As soon as we said Hunter Biden, they kicked us off. Yep, because I started talking about the uh, this rape tree video. They keep getting sent to me that I, I'm trying. I, I 
I've gotten it sent to me by a handful of people, and I haven't watched it. I just keep seeing the thumbnail of it, but it's supposedly of uh, Joe Biden using a rape tree, and who knows where it was recorded at. It could have been recorded somewhere in the Ukraine, but, I mean, at least from the, the screen picture of it, me not hitting click on it, it does look like it's a girl that it can't be younger, it can't be older than, like, 16 at the most. Oh, yeah, and there's a very famous Joe Biden whipping a girl. He's flogging her, and he's naked. And he's an old Joe Biden at that too, so it's not a it's it's a pretty recent video. And uh, there's one she's a brunette, she's like South Asian, Southeast Asian, and Hunter Biden has a number of it. Like, like that's the thing, Hunter Biden's laptop isn't even top secret. Anyone can go on BidenLaptopMedia.com. <laughs> again, if you can hear me. Oh yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. Yep, they came back again. All right, sweet. I, like, I hope they didn't kick us off. You know, no, this long story short, it's not even top secret. You can find this on online, right? People have made it a physical book that the Hunter Biden laptop is the dark web fucking like, for a boomer. He's only like 10 years older than me, though, right? So I can't really talk shit. But like uh, Hunter Biden is like 40 in his 40s. So it is like what we were talking about. What is the character, the ethical reality of an American in today's world, the, the 21st century? It's Hunter Biden. Someone who, if he could, would have fucked the president's daughters, quote-unquote. But yeah, he did fuck Malika Obama while doing cocaine while she was underage in the White House. Uh, there is nothing sacred. There's no... Everyone is a hedonist. Everyone is debauched, just like ancient Rome, just like Game of Thrones type shit. That is the re incest. Like uh, he was having sex with his brother's wife while his brother was dying of a brain cancer and introducing her to crack cocaine while going on sex tourism vacations to have sex with children in the Ukraine and across Asia and going to Illuminati sex parties with, uh, you know, European royalty and shit. And fucking Lady Gaga. Like, this is a thing. Like, it's not just one thing. It's, like, if you let the fucking, you know, rat into the fucking cheese factory, he's going to eat everything. He's going to take a little bite of everything. It's not just because people are pedophiles or zoophiles or into, like, Illuminati sex parties or whatever, BDSM. It's because they're into everything. They do not tell themselves no. There is no such thing as no anymore. And the reality of it, God is dead to these people. Or these people are dead to God, rather. Because God is always there. Uh, but these people, you know, are they, they are blind to it. They indulge themselves only in their vanities. Sorry, I was getting cut out there for, for a second. It keeps bouncing back and cutting back out on us again. And weirdly enough, when you said that, I've had my camera off and I have my camera covered up with the lights flicked on. Fucking hell, man. Like, seriously, they, we are hitting some good ground here. They are they are really fucking... I don't know. They are paying attention. They are listening in now. And, like, this is the thing. Like, it's not like we're speaking radically. This is not a radical conversation. This is simply a conversation about a subject matter, and we're getting spied on like this. Imagine if we really were revolutionaries, etc. How terrified is this country of its own people that simply paying attention to the world that it created is warrant to be like surveilled and spied upon? 
Like, I'm sorry. I, I what of talking about the thing that everybody fucking knows about already? <laughs> the thing that millions of people have already seen? Like, like and that's the case. Because to be honest, no one is talking about shit like this. Not like at this level. Not with this reality. Not with the sincerity. Like, you know, I don't want to say like, oh yeah, we're the baddest motherfuckers or I'm speaking the truth or anything, but to be honest, most people do not want to talk about this. Do not want to talk about the ugly reality in the world. That they see themselves in this. That they see what they hold sacred about their sexuality or about their identity or about their pride and ego is based in shit like this. And the bad karma of a country like the USA. And this country has some fucking bad karma. I mean, shit, just even having this conversation through Instagram, uh, Instagram is owned by Facebook. Facebook has ties to the FBI, and I'm assuming, assuming that they're probably uh, catching key words here, and that's probably what tuned them into listening. Yeah, we are getting harassed. We are. This is this is bad level um, harassment, and this is a hap- I have this happens when I talk about the secret space program a lot, and it's like, you know, this stuff I understand because it's about elite pedophilia. It's about pedophilia in general. It's about the dark web and technocrats and corporate control and a lot of shit that people. Do- when I talk about the deep space program and stuff like this happens, I know I'm speaking the fucking truth. I know this shit is right. Like this is in the right direction. <laughs> It's like every fucking 15 seconds, man. Exactly. It's, it, it, this is, they're trying to pull the plug, you know, and I'm not one to like, uh, to beat my head against the wall. We've already spoken for two hours. I can come back and do a part two. Hello? Oh, I cut him out again. Every 15 seconds, they are just smashing us with censorship today. NSA, this is not okay. <laughs> My FBI agent is a hoe. <laughs> Man, like they, they did not want to allow us to talk about anything after that fact. I brought this shit up. Hello? Shane, can you hear me? Nope. Alright. Let me go ahead. They are just like, wow. They have been censoring us for well over two hours, and I believe this has got to be about, like, some of the worst censorship the Beyond Top Secret Texan has ever experienced when doing a podcast. This is incredible. This is incredible. Like, this is absolutely... Hello? Hello? Every 15 seconds, it keeps cutting back out. And every single time I try to call you back, it just stays on that connecting screen, and it won't actually, like, do the dial to connect in. No, this is this is some shit. This is something else. This is, like, another level of stuff. I'm used to censorship. Like I said, this, I, I firmly... This is not a lot. I firmly believe in everything I've always said. Everything. All the time. No matter what I'm talking about, right? Um... And and this is something like I'm glad they're not shooting at me anything because you know I'm specially guided and you know I I give you the blessings as well the protections of the guardian angels and stuff but it's like this shit is real they, they fucking they do not want us to talk they don't want me to say what I have to say and like I said I I'm not one of those people who's an ego maniac I don't I'm not like oh, I'm the most censored person on YouTube 
Do you know they censored my YouTube channel without any strikes? They just deleted it? <laughs> like, again, it knocked him out. Holy fuck. Like, I got to... Screenshot just the sheer amount of, of calls that have been dropped because of this... Yeah, I can hear you now, man. This is this is unreal. This is fucking crazy. Like, dude, it keeps saying call failed every single time I try to call you. This is like I'm, I'm telling it like it is. This is censorship from the deep state. This is some fucking electronic harassment right here. Electronic warfare. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, and I mean, like, this is real shit. If you talk about this stuff, you're prepared to get the NSA on your back, prepared to get fucking censored, uh, the phone hijacked and stuff. It's They control the vertical and the horizontal. And it just ended again. I said, we might have to call it short. Yeah, we may have to call it because... Like, I mean, Like, I mean, we did our best. <laughs> With the H is O, the heat is on. Like, so we've been censored. That was, like, fucking crazy. Like, 15-second phone call windows. That was all the maximum level we could talk. And then they would keep cutting out and dropping the phone calls. And the first time on Riverside FM, the app for that wasn't even allowing us to connect. And it's just, when you talk about real things, real people listen. I read the Beyond Top Secret Texan. That's um, been inquiries of our reality. And, like, I said, I think that's all she wrote. We'll try to get, uh, okay, we'll try to get the words of wisdom done. Hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, let's see if we get longer than 15 seconds. Hopefully, if we can't, then it's cool. No hard feelings. Like you said, I have nothing personal. I know it's. I know it's not you. It's it's uh fucking the deep state and stuff. But yeah, we'll do a part two, man. We'll we'll jump back on. Sounds good to me. So I guess for now we can uh, do words of wisdom and kind of wrap it up from there. Then. Uh, words of wisdom. Um, 
the only words I wisdom I can give out right now is that, you know, it's the horror, the horror. Um, that is the collection. I That's the wisdom I've gotten from all this, from 15 plus years, I, I believe nearly 18 years currently of being a man, being, being, you know, exposed to this stuff and, um, you know, on my own and making sense of it. Um, it's the horror, the horror. 